this is Lori Jean in the kitchen and today we're making sage chicken with vegetables. So I'm going to tell you you need about a pound to a pound and a half of chicken and your corning ware so you can stick it all in there and put it in the oven. And I've got about four medium potatoes. Um, you can add an extra one if you have a big enough corning ware bowl, uh, bakeware to stick it in. I've got about five pretty skinny to medium carrots. I've got white onion, about a medium white onion. And I got some fresh sage. And I've got just a little bit of leftover cabbage that I'm using up. It's probably like half a head of a really small one. I have a little bit blanched I found it in the freezer and I thought, well, this would be great. Kind of a chicken boiled dinner, but it's actually a sage roasted. Olive oil, salt and pepper, and it looks like that's all we need to get started. So I have my corningware out and I'm going to put some oil on the bottom of it. I'm just kind of drizzling it with a little bit of olive oil. And I'm taking my sage leaves. I have fresh sage leaves. And I'm taking um, a sprig out. So I'm going to rinse it off. Looks good. I'm going to put this at the bottom of the pan. I'm actually going to use it to um, spread the olive oil all over the bottom of the pan. Maybe the sides a little bit are good too. So I've got this. This is going to be laying underneath all the food. So I'm going to get a couple more of these sprigs and I'm going to do the same thing. Rinse them off and then put them in the pan to try to line the bottom pretty well. I'm going to be putting sprigs on top of the chicken and vegetables too so I don't have to uh, worry about every every inch being covered on the, the bakeware. And what nice thing about doing it this way you don't have to turn it. You'll just have your sprigs right there. You throw it in and it's done you know 45 minutes or so. So I'm going to do one more for the bottom. And sage is just so healing. It's great for the brain, even with all my head injuries. Um, I was actually fighting off a horrible cold or flu. You go to the library and, you know, they tell you on TV, you know, people cough, put their hands on, you know, the furniture, and then it comes to you. And I had been using antibacterial before I put my, my personal belongings down so I don't catch anything. And that was working for a while, but... I sat next to a person who was coughing the entire time I was there and I kept praying I didn't catch it. And of course I was fighting it off instead, so I thought, oh boy. <laughs> but when I um, had some sage, my son brought over some fresh sage, um, I felt better within like a couple of days, you know. I had tea too and ate well, got my sleep, took some um, acemidophen and uh, yeah, I felt better. So sage is great for its healing properties. It's great for your brain. I'm opening up the chicken right now, and I'm taking out. I'm using some chicken breasts. I don't know if I said that or not. So I have like three pounds here, but I just want to use a pound and a half. If you have a, a you know a real big family, you have to feed for. You know, you have to consider. You might want to put a little more chicken in there, and then of course it really it's trying to fit it into the the bakeware. Um, now with this kind of recipe where you have everything, I mean, you know, for a family of four or five, you can, 
I would think easily get away with a pound and a half of chicken. I suppose if you want to add another half a pound for, you know, another person, um, you could do that. But it, it's just when you're making such a full meal with everything already in it. Um, I'm actually rinsing the pieces off and putting putting them aside another plate. It, it ends up filling you. Sometimes I only need four to six ounces of the, like the meat or poultry, or I haven't been eating a lot of meat, you'll notice this with my recipes, but um, sometimes I only need four ounces, usually closer to six, you know, if I have all kinds of other uh, ingredients, like other, uh, other vegetables and things that are going along with it. And so what I'm going to do is I want to leave the chicken breasts intact because I want to make sure that the potatoes and the carrots are going to be cooked the way I want them to be cooked. And I like them cooked nice and soft. And I know when I cut the, the chicken breasts in half, which I have done before, and then put them in there. Sometimes they seem to cook a little faster. I mean, if I'm cutting down the width of it, it definitely does, but these are pretty thin. Actually, these are okay. So um, if your breasts are really, these really fat ones, you might wanna, actually I would just leave them. So I just put olive oil on the outside of the two chicken breasts. Now I'm gonna salt and pepper the chicken breasts. Salting, peppering one side. I usually cook with salt and pepper. It's pretty rare when I don't. And I'm going to turn them over. Oops, I'm salt and peppering the other side. Okay. Yum, looks good. Okay, now I'm going to use my peeler and I'm going to peel some of these carrots down. Just take off the, the skin. You can, I mean, if yours are really so pretty looking, you don't want to take that skin off, just go ahead and wash them down. Usually a little scrubby or just. When I like the skin on the outside of my vegetables, I just use my hand and just rinse them with water. And, they go right in my pot or my pan or whatever I'm doing. But these are, look like, had some fine, fine soil around it, which is okay. But I'm going to make sure that I get them nice and clean by taking this skin off today. My white onion, I'm going to slice it thinly and then put it over the top. Oh, now the white onion and the sage combined together. Yum, right? Okay, so I'm done peeling my carrots. I paused it for a few minutes. You don't have to listen to me peel the carrots, especially if you have good skin and you're just rinsing off your, your carrots. Um, I'm now peeling the potatoes. Uh, like I said, I have some, well, I don't think I said, I have some yellow potatoes here. And they're really great for baking, but use what potatoes you have if you like. I mean, if you want, go out and buy some yellow potatoes by all means. So I'm just peeling up 
my four potatoes. And they're not real big at all. They're just medium, kind of medium to small, but more medium, I would say. Certainly good for one person, especially when they're sliced up. When they're sliced up, they seem to go much further. Plus, we got the carrots, and we've got the just a little bit of cabbage in there, and the onions. So, you know, it's a small portion of all of this, so definitely fill your plate. Okay, I'm done um, peeling my vegetables. So I'm going to just rinse off my uh, potatoes, put them on my vegetable plate over here. Okay, I'm going to start slicing the potatoes. Okay, so I'm going to slice the potatoes about a little less than a quarter of an inch. And I'm just going to let them fall right into the cornerware. I'll arrange them a little bit afterwards, but I have enough room. They're kind of falling on the sides that are open, so. Alright, so we'll get that going on. And that's one potato. Marking on the next one. a nice baking dish um, those oblong ones are really good for a larger family because you're going to be able to spread the potatoes out so they're not more than a couple of layers on top of one another that is a good idea Mine are a little bit overcrowded in my little square corning. So now I'm taking the carrots, of course, chopping off the, the ends that are, you know, the stem end and then the chop both ends off. Um, I'm just slicing the carrot down. You can cut the carrot in half and then slice it down. I'm actually slicing it down as it goes along. One kind of already broken and then I'm just breaking it in half. So I'm getting two slices into one carrot lengthwise. Whoa! I just dropped a little piece. Oh, it looks pretty, the color. Yeah, definitely the oblong. Definitely the oblong pan will, will hold your vegetables and your chicken nice. And actually in the oblong pan, you can easily put another chicken breast in there now that I'm looking. I'm using my toaster oven. I don't like using my oven so much. Um, I have a tricky oven. But, uh, yeah, definitely the, um, the oblong roaster pan would be really good for this. You can put in three chicken breasts. And, you know, if you're cooking for a small amount, like I always do, then the square corning in your toaster oven is perfectly fine. And then you can add your chicken and potatoes as as needed. 
I said, I don't really measure too much. If I have to make like a crust or something, I will, but um, otherwise, I try to do a lot of stuff by eye. So I'm just about done these carrots. And I'm gonna break these two pieces here a little bit. There we go. Actually, looks pretty if they're broken a little bit. So I just got two little pieces left. Yeah, so I always try to use up what I have in the fridge. You know, I, I try to figure out what can I make. I had sage, I had chicken breast I got on sale, I had some leftover um, cabbage, and I had those wonderful yellow potatoes in there. So I thought, I've been trying to do a sage recipe, so let's, let's roast some sage, but what can I do to make a difference? So I thought, white onion has that little bit of a zest, almost like a white pepper, I feel like. It's just a little different. Okay, so the carrots are in here. I'm going to take my cabbage and just make these pretty big one inch slices into it, stick it in the corner. It'll get flavored from the chicken and give the chicken a little bit of flavor. So it's cornered by the chicken. And I'll do one more piece over here. And I'm gonna start slicing the onion. Take the skin off, of course. Hard stuff that you don't want to eat. <laughs> so I'm taking all that off. All right. Oh, it smells so good. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna rinse it off. Okay. Okay, now I'm gonna slice this almost like I sliced the potato. And I'm gonna let it drop into the cornerware. And trouble and pan if that's what you're using. Mm, you know what's funny about white onion? It doesn't make my eye water. I don't know what that means, but um, maybe because the real flavor is so delicately hidden. <laughs> okay. Whoa. I'm actually opening up the onion a little bit. I slowed down because some pieces were coming open, so I opened up those pieces, helped them open up, which I'm going to do at the end anyway, but right now I'm just getting it all, a lot of stuff just thrown into the, the bakeware. And over here. Okay. Yeah, I'm not afraid to use a lot of onion. As long as it's not really strong onion. The yellow onions, they tend to be really powerful, I think. And, you know, you can kind of regret when you put too much onion that way. So now I'm, I have all my vegetables that are sliced up. And they're not completely covering the chicken, but they're definitely cozy in on it. So I'm going to take some olive oil. Drizzle it on top of all the vegetables. Oh, yum, 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 yum. Okay. Use my hands to just kind of mix them in there. And I'm taking the carrot slices and pushing them through into each singular slice. Just 
by a little bit of that skin that came off my hand from the inside of the carrot. I mean, uh, inside of the onion, oh my goodness. Like, okay, so I have everything nice and oiled. I'm going to salt and pepper the vegetables. And I'm going to start with the sage sprigs. Now, don't be afraid if your sage sprigs are covering up your vegetables because the flavor will go right on them and spread everywhere. I'm taking, I took a leaf that was in, I'm taking a sprig now, I'm rinsing it. Okay, and I'm going to spread that out. I'm going to put a piece on top of the chicken. Make sure it gets the chicken gets all that sage flavor. And I'm going to put a piece on top of the other chicken breast. And this one's so big I can it's so big I can let it go onto some of the vegetables too. So I've got the sprigs here. I'm taking some of the onion, putting it on top of the chicken. Of course, you want the white onion and the sage flavor to cook into the chicken. So I'm doing that. I got the sage on the bottom. Okay. And now I'm gonna put a few more pieces throughout the, onto the vegetables. So I'm gonna use up, I'm using up quite a few sprigs. Half a box of fresh sage. And if you don't have fresh sage, that's okay. You know, use whatever you have. I love fresh sage though. I love fresh, sa fresh sage and fresh basil. I don't think I can go back to the dried stuff. Now, and even if you're just making a couple of meals a month with it, I mean, it's so worth it. I like my pizzas with fresh basil. Oh, this is so good. Now the sage is so strong that it's gonna cook throughout everything in this dish because I'm gonna cover it. So now I'm gonna preheat it in my toaster oven to 400 degrees to get it really hopping and going. Okay, so my oven is preheated to 400. I'm putting the cover on my corningware and I'm throwing it into the oven. I'm gonna let that go for 10 minutes. And then I'm gonna turn it down to 375 for another 30 minutes. So I'm gonna check it. You wanna make sure that the vegetables are tender. And of course the chicken's done. 40 minutes should be okay for chicken breasts. And I'll come back. Okay, the chicken is done. The vegetables are tender. The chicken is smelling in the vegetables of a wonderful sage aroma. I can smell the onion all cooked in through. Everything is juicy and tender. So I'm gonna eat bon appetit and I hope you enjoy your meal. Until next time, Lori Jean in the kitchen, dot blogspot.com.